I mean, it still applies to the, to the, dang, that's loud. It still applies to the moment that we're in right now. So <laughs> <laughs> it works. Um, no, I think it's perfect to have conversations about relationships, love. And obviously we talked about our story a little bit of how we met on Tinder. Yeah. Last um, season. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. The second season that I put together. So I think it's great that kind of go a little bit further, you know, talk about some things that maybe people would listen to or want to hear about. I feel like a lot of people like to hear what you have to say. I think you have a good following with people like talking to them and being sort of influential in some I don't way know. or another. <laughs> I think I you do. A lot. I know. I think your I think your audience on Instagram pays attention to what a lot of things that you say. Um, yeah, I guess so. I think that's just because like I I don't know. I feel like I have a following of people who I actually know for yeah. the most part. So it makes it a little bit easier because it's not just like random people that are following me and just watching my stuff. And like, I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do kind of like that, that most of the people that I feel like I follow and that follow me and I interact with, like I actually know them. So I do get a lot of engagement on like the stuff that I post, um, like fitness or like beauty and just stuff like that. So it's really cool. Do you miss being in a place to where you could be a little bit more influential or do you feel like your time that you have to be on social media and like share your stuff is all the time that you have right now? Um, well, there was a point in time where I did, where I was a little bit more active on social media. Um, that was a few years ago where, you know, that was when a lot of like small sized, Mm -hmm. um, Instagram accounts were making fitness content and I was making fitness content, but I just, we've kind of talked about this, like, I feel like I started making content before it's time. Like back when I was making content, I was making content like people are making now where it's very informative and it's very factual, like based on facts and based on science Mm -hmm. and research. And like back then people didn't want to hear that stuff. They wanted to see seven glute workouts a week. That's all they wanted to see. They wanted to see a bunch of stuff with like bands around your knees and like just, you know, accessory work. And I was powerlifting at the time. So it's like, I didn't want to do these workouts seven days a week where that's like all people wanted to see. And so I feel like I didn't get good engagement on my posts um, unless it was like a glute workout. And so I felt like I was kind of not wasting my time, but you know how hard it is to go into the gym and and make content and make good content. And it makes your workout take a little bit longer because you have to set up, you have to get a good angle. You have to get multiple angles. Um, you have to make sure that, you know, like your form looks good, you know, there's no one walking through your videos. And so it's just like, it got to be really time consuming. And I felt like I was doing it for nothing. Like people didn't want to hear the things that I had to say back then. And now everything is based off of, you know, scientifically this is the best glute workout or you know like learning about macros um what uh, supplements are like best to take for certain things like people did not want to hear about that stuff back when i was talking about it and like i wouldn't get good engagement on that stuff and i at one point was like maybe i should just start making the content that people want to see and i was like absolutely not like i'm not going to be that sellout that just makes stuff because people want to see it like if people don't want to see the content that i want to make then i'm just not going to make it like, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. What's your opinion on, you know, couples that make content together? Um, I think it falls in the line of like, you know, relationships or whatnot. But do you feel like it's, do you feel like it's more of a pro than a negative for someone to have a partner who obviously they're in a relationship with and be able to have that kind of side thing that they do where they make content? Like, I know there's a lot of people out here in Arizona that have, 
you know, boyfriends or girlfriends they go to the gym and make content with, mm-hmm. or they have maybe like, you know, a side podcast show or YouTube. YouTube. Huge. Yeah. Like the whole couple, I would say the discussion could be like the whole couple engagement and couple creators. Do you feel like that's in your eyes, like a pro or like a con? I definitely feel like it's a pro because I feel like it's kind of like niche work. Like, you know, there's people who do fashion, there's people who do videos of like them cleaning their house. And Mm -hmm. like, that's the the people that (laughs) watch their stuff or people who want to watch that stuff. And I feel like there are people out there who love watching couples, like do whatever it is that they're doing, going to the gym, going Mm -hmm. shopping, going on date night. Like they like to see that content. And it's like, look at the ACE family. They're huge. Like, and they literally started from a YouTube just because like pretty much they just had a cute baby and I'm like, <laughs> I need a cute that's baby so took. I can make a freaking YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> that's all it took um, for them to blow up. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. So I, I do think that like there's a benefit to having a partner. And like, if you guys have something in common where you like to make content or you both like to go to the gym and you can make that, you know, content together, I mean, more power to you. I don't really make content like that anymore. I don't even like to be in your fitness content because it's like, that's your thing. And like, I just, I don't make content like that anymore. It's very rare that you'll even see me record myself, even for my own personal use. I just, I don't, I just feel like I kind of moved past that. And I think I was a little bit sad about it for a while, but it's just something that I've kind of let go of, but I try to support you and the content that you you make. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's time consuming. Like I remember when I went to the gym this last week and you had went in, uh, like at five, I think five or six and I had gone there like at eight 30 and you're like, what took you so long? I was like, just in general, just trying to like get all the equipment, you know, put the camera, set it up to take, you know, a few takes on, you know, pouring your pre-workout during your pre-workout, getting ready. Like all that is so time consuming. You look at it and you're like an hour and a half, barely about to go to the gym. (laughs) But no, I think, I mean, I feel like it can be, you know, a pro. I think I've told you how, like, as long as they both have, like, if we both had this, like, your thing and my thing and we came together and made content together. So I feel like that's like the important thing with the ACE family, you know, maybe she didn't have as much as like a hobby or like a thing that she was really good at to be shown off on YouTube as well, as much as, um, I don't know what his name is, but yeah. So like he, I feel like he got more of the business side of it when they're probably going for a little Rocky, but I don't know. I just think that it's important for both parties to have like their own thing too. Yeah. So, um, but that's why like I enjoy when, um, certain, I guess you could say like influencer couples, mm-hmm. like they have their own social media yeah, and like they do their own thing on social media and they may have like a YouTube channel together. Um, cause I, I, I do like to see like the individual, you know, stuff that they do or like there may be a couple where it's like i don't really want to follow the boyfriend but like the girlfriend's cool Mm -hmm. i like you know what she's doing over here or vice versa like i don't really like what the girlfriend's doing but i like the boyfriend's fitness content like i i do like the individualism um but i do think that it is a pro especially now you got to get in where you fit in like there's there's like a niche for like everybody like i i think that if you're going to use that to your benefit, then it can work. Like, you know, there are people out there who specifically want to watch people that are couples like in the gym. And so, you know, you can make individual content and make content as a couple. I know it looks, I mean, for me, when I see it on TikTok, I'll see like a couple lifting and working out and I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Like to see it visually, like you go to the gym and you see like couples lift all the time. But I mean, I feel like it takes like a certain level of just getting out of your comfort zone and like Mm -hmm. having the confidence to go in and have a mic and then, 
you know, whether they're talking on their mic or they're like messing around or just, you know, pushing each other. Like, I think that's cool to me to see because you could tell that there's a certain interest and a certain level of commitment to going to the gym and sharing that interest where I can appreciate that, but I don't feel like there's a lot of that going on. I feel like a lot of people go do certain things maybe Mm -hmm. to just show it off or to just, you know, say that they did it. So I think that's something that I've like appreciated in seeing couples. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like, there are other people like us out there that appreciate, you know, getting that extracurricular activities, whether it's, you know, going to the gym, um, running, walking, podcasting, you know, whatever their side hustle is. But I think that's something that I want to like maybe do like maybe once every other week is like me and you do like a little gym session. I think that'd be cool. Okay. I was literally just going to say it's funny because um, like we don't really work out together. No, we don't. well we used to yeah well we used to all the time like when i i don't know like at some point things just kind of changed and i think it was when you started working from home like because before we used to go to the gym together and we wouldn't see each other all day Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh yeah like let's go to the gym like let's that was like our way of hanging out was like going to the gym like when we first met and then like when you started working from home i feel like shortly after that i would say probably like six months after you started working from home and like we were working from home together even before we lived together. Yeah. Then we were kind of just like, okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go do my own workout over here. Like it's I've like literally away seen from you all day. Bit. Yeah. So I, I think that for us it's a little bit different just because we are still kind of in that like not I don't wanna say like COVID time, but like we still work from home. And I feel like a lot of people are back in the office or mm-hmm. they're like back doing their individual stuff. And you and I are still in the house together every day all day every day forever every day (laughs) every second of the day no i I agree with you i think that it we get tired of each other like we annoy each other yeah a good amount of time if if we spend like a full day with each other there's a good chance that we're probably i think more me than anyone we like like, annoy each other and it's i mean it's given like we we used to a lot when we lived in a one bedroom mm -hmm. well because we were literally in like yeah one small Square, like the size of this room and we were in there kitchen, together living room bedroom like there was <laughs> it was you working in the bedroom while i worked in my little office corner, corner and then meeting you'd close the door have your meeting open the door close the door meeting so and then we would try to go to the gym after and it just didn't work out i feel like we would just yeah. fight over the dumbest things we, yeah i just like, think that we were too close to each other all day every mm-hmm. day like i I feel like it's more me than you. Like I enjoy my alone time. Yeah. Like I am definitely like a super independent person where it's like, I don't need to be around you all day, every day. In fact, I would prefer not to be. So I think that moving into this new space and, um, you having your office and like for the most part, like I don't see you most of the day you're in your office, you come out, you have lunch with me. I'm, not in my office. I'm in the you're, living uh, room. Either in the living room yeah. doing something or not in the bedroom. Yeah. Also not really doing anything. <laughs> but um there's just so much more like space in here for us to just yeah kind of like have our separate days. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's like I don't understand how people work with their significant other like in the same office and like sit next to each other and like do all that. Cause it's like, what do you come home and talk about? Cause I feel like that was another like thing is just like, you heard everything I was doing all day, every day. Yeah. 
and I heard everything you were doing. So we had like absolutely nothing to talk we're about. Just taking out, we're just taking out work issues and stresses on each other. Whereas that's not, that's where like the border crosses. I feel like I don't ever want my work to get tied into our relationship and yeah. same for you. So it's like, it does cause a lot more like tension, especially when the day's over because it doesn't even feel like, Oh yeah. Hey babe. Like yeah. I'm walking in from, you know, outside. It's more of like, like we would literally clock out hours. sitting on the couch yeah. and like still be sitting on the couch so it's just like hard to differentiate and that's why i love that like you have your own space now because i feel like you needed it more than me one like so that well i just have way more meetings than you do like that's it's true. crazy how many more meetings that i have but i think it's created like a level of just us having boundaries from each other like yeah. like you said and i think it's important because it creates more of a routine so you know we wake up in the morning and we'll take two different cars yeah you know go to the gym but yeah, that is something that I was thinking about where I was like, honestly, like we have this like shared commonality with each other. I was like, we should try to like make, you know, one TikTok or one video of like us going to the gym on like a Saturday every week and see. Because honestly, dude, like I'm seeing these couples and they're they have like 80,000 followers, whether it's a shared page, whether it's both of them together. And all they do is make videos and they're just together. I'm like, we could do this like this is easy and getting paid for it. I was like, we're just trying to find <laughs> money and money to make easily. So it's like, I don't, I can see us doing it. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. That's what I'm going to do. Oh shit. A little GoFundMe. <laughs> Buy your only Why workout plan. life so expensive? No. Do you, that's, that's a great question to kind of go off of is, you know, what's, what's an ideal, I guess, salary that you feel like a man should make for, and speaking from a woman's perspective, like, is there a certain amount of money that a man has to make to become attractive or like for his stock value as a boyfriend to be anything? Or do you think he just has to have his shit together? I don't really like think either. I feel, and I know like, I feel like I'm going to get so much shit for this, but like, I don't agree with the, um, I won't even put it that way. I'm just going to say, like, I am the 50-50 girlfriend. Like, there we I, go. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, call out anybody else. But, I, like, I'm the 50-50 girlfriend. And the reason is, like, shit is expensive, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, everything is expensive. And, like, neither one of us are in a position to pay for everything on our own. Mm -hmm. Like I know that with what the money that I make and we make pretty similar money that I could not take care of both of us. Like yeah. I couldn't pay for everything for us. And I know that if I can't do it, then you on a very similar salary to me, like couldn't do that. So it's just like, I feel like I have bare minimum expectations. Like when we met, you didn't live with your parents, which to me was just like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Because like being single and like talking to like people, like a lot of people live well, especially home. around here. Yeah. It's a bigger city. You know, it's a lot. It's, well, a lot of people who are here, like, let's just put it this way. Renting a place anywhere, pretty much in Arizona, except for a couple of cities is going to be well over a thousand dollars for a single bedroom well or a i studio. mean my studio was over a thousand that's what i'm saying so well like, and again it depends on like your demographic of where you're around but even some places that again is the probably the cheapest is still around 975 for a studio and that's expensive that yeah. is way too expensive well, especially for someone living with a let's just say uh average full-time job yeah and, and that's the crazy thing is just like i don't think people really like realize how expensive things are until like you have to move out and like be on your own so like I won't say that it wasn't like attractive to me that you ha like didn't live with your parents because I mean, I didn't live with my parents. Like yeah. I lived on my own. I had my own place and I had my own car. Well, was that your expectation when you were like looking 
No, not really, because a couple of, like not to put myself on blast, but like a couple of the people <laughs> that I was talking to still lived at home. So it was like I I feel like at some point I was like, oh, shit, like this is normal. Like it's normal for yeah. people that are 24 to live at home, because to me, I hadn't lived at home really like on and off. But like I hadn't really lived with my parents since I was 18. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had been like in apartments, like I had roommates, Yeah, you know, I moved out of state multiple times and like had my own place. So it was just like, oh, okay. Like it's not abnormal for people to still live at home at this age. So I feel like I didn't lower my expectations. I just feel like I got a reality check of like, dang, like stuff's really expensive. And I had a good job, like for someone my age. So like, I knew I was making way more money than most people my age were making. Um, especially because at that point, like I was still like college age, like 24, you know, people are still in college at that point, maybe just getting their bachelor's degrees. So it's like, I, I feel like I didn't lower my standards, but I just had like a realization of like, dude, look at how much, like how many bills you have. And like, think like most people don't make as much money as you do. Most people couldn't afford to have their own place or like have a new car or you know any of that stuff and there were like a couple of people who like did have a nice car and i was like oh he has a nice car like that's cool but at the end of the day i feel like my expectation was that a grown man would have a car you know like yeah at least a car yeah a car like it didn't even matter um you know what kind of car or anything um and i didn't care that like people lived with their parents like again i'm not trying to put myself on blast but like i met people's parents like not like we weren't even together. It was just like they live with their parents. So it's like I like. And see, that's a, that's like a completely <laughs> different situation when it comes to like speaking from a guy's perspective. If you do not have your own place, it makes things girls so are going to have to meet your parents. Right. And then I don't think many girls are going to want to meet someone's parents. <laughs> no, like that, I didn't. You know? So it's like uh, I feel like it. on the flip side, I feel like it's more unattractive for a guy to live at home rather than a woman to live at 100%. home. A hundred percent. And I, I, I truly believe that. Like, it's just not the same. You know, it's I feel like guy, no guy like guys don't bring people around their family. That's the thing. Like, girls, no, they don't we'll want bring to bring someone around our family. Well, Not everybody. But well, yeah, but a guy I feel like a guy is more willing to go over if we're talking about the same kind of like energy, like a guy is yeah. willing to go over to a woman's house, even if she has kids, her lives with her mom, dad, family, whatever it looks like at yeah. a certain time. But if a guy was to be like, hey, come over to my mom's house, <laughs> I feel just saying that that's what I'm saying. Like. Just saying oh that, God. it's almost like, are you serious, bro? Or yeah, I no, I you know? I'll agree. Which I give props to, like guys that you know. I mean, I there's a point in time. I'm, I'll speak from this. There's a point in time where I had to move back in with my parents because I came back from junior college and I had to finish out my two years. I was like 22, 23, but it was the moment that I got back inside where I feel like this is where the mindset comes in. It's like once you get back inside with your parents after you turn let's say 21 or you move out for the first time. Yeah. You do not want to live at home. Nope. Some, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to live at <laughs> home and it's not, it's no disrespect to my fam- my family, but no, but you just, you realize how much freedom independence, you have. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely I'm not the trying to have that. Me. Yeah. So um, that's how it people that me. want to move out and we've had this conversation will move out a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, I remember saving so much money and i was like there's no way i could save that much money no i literally would make myself save and i'm talking about a paycheck that i was getting that was a little bit more than part-time with some like overtime hours at 
10 50 an hour mm-hmm. so it's like there's a well, way it was like during covid when mm-hmm. i moved yeah. back in with my sister and it was like i was getting the unemployment okay. and then they um basically flagged me for fraud because i was in california but since i had worked in arizona prior to covid happening yeah. and you know me losing my job i had to file in arizona still so because they had mailed all my stuff to a california address they flagged me as being a fraudulent account that was filed mm-hmm. by they said it was fraud. So they seized all the money that they had given me, which was like $4,000 that I had saved in the, the account. Jeez. They stopped all my payments for my unemployment and all that stuff. So I didn't get any money for like months. And that's when I decided I was just like, okay, I got to start doing something. So I started like my little side hustle and I saved like four or five grand in like two and a half months, three months. And that's what I moved back to Arizona with. And like, it was just pure hustle at that point. Cause I was like, I got to get the F out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, no hate to my sister. I love you. Um, but you're crazy. Um, and like at the time, like her situation was like, not like her life, like where she was at in her life, like her, um, her child's father and like everything like that. It was just like, um, kind of like a hard environment to live in. Um, I would still choose to live with her rather than go back with my parents, but like, it was just a hard situation to be in. And I was ready to be back on my own like you said like once you move out and you get that independence and you have to live with somebody else who's not like your significant other that you're choosing to be with like it's kind of like no i, I can't no, do this it's, long term. yeah there's no <laughs> way that you can do it and that's why i think in terms of working with you know trying to be in a relationship trying to find someone that you can actually have on a consistent with. basis yeah. it's i that's where i can agree where you know People want people that have their own place, whether Mm -hmm. it's apartment house, whatever that looks like. But I feel like more often than that, they want to be, I feel like attractiveness is based off of someone that has a future and someone that has a mindset of like, I'm going to do this and I'm doing this right now. So this is, you know, this is my maturity. This is where I have money. Like I pay bills. I mean, when we met, you had roommates and you had multiple roommates. But like Mm -hmm. when I first showed up to your place, I was like, oh, this is a nice place. And I told you, like when I first met you, like my perception of you was like, you were well kept. You had an expensive like shoe collection. Like not that it mattered, but like when I walked in, I was just like, oh, okay. Like this guy's probably like, you know, maybe successful, I guess. And like, whatever it is that he's doing right now. Um, like I knew how old you were and I knew that you had graduated from college. So I was just like, he must be, you know, doing something yeah. with his degree or whatever. But again, it's expensive. And especially where you lived, it's an expensive area. Like you really couldn't afford to have your own place, but oh, it's definitely. just the fact that you didn't live at home and I didn't have to worry about coming over in the middle of the night and your parents being there. <laughs> so it was just, you know, like, yeah, that was attractive in a sense, but it was just like, that wasn't something that I cared about so much. And it's, it's the same thing now. Like I said, I know that you have the potential to make the kind of money that you want to make, but neither one of us are there yet. Like I'm in school again. Like I don't make the kind of money that I want to make. And I don't feel like you look at me any differently, but I, I feel like it goes both ways. And I don't have that expectation of you of just like, you have to be able to carry the team. Like if I just decide I don't want to work anymore because I'm more than capable of working, I'm more than capable of taking care of myself. And I, you know, like, I just think we're at that age where it's like, I know that if I need something, I can ask you for it. And I feel like, you know, the same of me. And just like, if either one of us needed help, we know that we can go to the other person. But for the most part, like we take care of our own stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not hard to please though. Like I say that very openly like when i was in the process of 
you know, looking for not even looking, I don't call it look, I just say like, you know, looking at girls or like seeing how based off their attractiveness, like all I felt like was just having someone that took care of their shit and was still able to like have fun on the side and, you know, still do the shit that they needed to do. Like if you're going to go out and party, if we're going to go on party on a Thursday or Friday night, Thursday night, we'll stay up till two in the morning. Like <laughs> I'm still going to get up and go to work the next morning. Right. I go to the gym to the and gym, yeah. I would hope that you do the same because I don't know. I feel like that's my attractive mindset is, you know, how are you going to respond to certain things? Like, yeah, you want to have fun, but are you going to be lazy and not work? Right. You know, or are you going to take, you know, four or five trips and then still not try to get, you know, next up in a promotion or go to a different job or new career. Like that's the kind of stuff that I looked at. And I saw that you had a lot of that. So that's where I was like, okay, cool. Like, obviously you're pretty, you're very good looking, but at the same time we've talked, look, looks don't do shit nowadays for some people, for me, for me, I'll say this looks, it looks cannot be it. Well, let's I have a lot of things that I want to do. Somebody can be very good looking and have like the, not even the worst personality. It's just no personality. Like no ambition, no, yeah, no yeah, yeah. goals, no, no ambition. I would like, say that ties totally into the personality. Okay with where they're at in life. And like, they would be okay if in 50 years they were in the exact same spot. And for me, that's just not what I want. Like I've had people in my life that were like that before. And it's just such a turnoff, like to be like, Hey, you and know, there's nothing wrong with it. There you know? isn't, there, but you need to find somebody wrong. who's on that same wave. Yeah. And it's like when, you know, I can compare the conversations that you and I have, like, Hey, I was doing research on like, or I came across this video and it was talking about, you know, how much money you need to invest in like a a duplex or like whatever. And I share that information with you and I feel like you're receptive to it. And it's like, we're both kind of in the same headspace of like, at some point we're going to own property that is going to be, you know, an income property. Like we're on the same page about that. Whereas people that I've spoken to or dated or whatever in the past, like, I don't feel like any of them were serious about really like leveling up in their life. And like, that's a, that's a huge turnoff for me because it's just like, I don't want to be with someone who makes me feel like I'm too ambitious. Yeah. Like I like I'm shooting for the stars and like, they're just cool with like where we're at right now, because there's no way that at 40 years old, I want to be where I'm at right now. That's just not what I want, like at all. And I found that attractive about you as well. Like, you know, Oh, I have a brand I'm doing this. Like I went to college, like this is my goal. And I remember the first like real conversation that we had about like what you wanted to do with your life and, you know, telling me about where you see BHD going and, um, you know, like the goals that you have, like to open up a certain facility, like, you know, in the future, um, all of that was very attractive to me because it's, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I want to do with my Mm -hmm. life. Like I do want to leave something behind for whatever, whoever it is that follows me, you know what I mean? Like children, my nephews, whoever. And I know you want the same for your children, for Isaiah. Um, and so it's just like, I, I want to be able to leave something behind that's successful and, you know, be known for like creating something that's successful, whether that be like my own business, my own brand, or just, you know, leaving behind income property. So my kids don't have to work as hard as like I have had to do. So I just, I think that that was more what was impressive to me than you being like, yeah, I make $150,000 a year right now. Like I didn't care about any of that. I didn't even know how much money you made. I just knew that you always had money like laying around. You were always shopping and I was just like, oh, okay. Like maybe he has his shit together. And I think, you know, conversations were had, I feel like after a certain amount of time, because I feel like they are important to have, especially when you get in a relationship with someone, because you do need to know what financial responsibility you're going to be in if that comes to play. Because let's face it, like being in a relationship at our age is basically getting ready to marry somebody. If that's 
the yeah. result of it. Like if you're not going to go into a marriage, I mean, you're probably still going to want to be with them the rest of your life. So right. it's like, what are you, what are your intentions? But I think it's, it's the same for me. Like I don't ever base, you know, a certain number of salary or, you know, things that you have on what, you know, is you, I think what is you is just how you talk about what you want to have in multiple incomes, you know, going back to school. And that's why it's like, it's kind of like a perfect blend because you're very futuristic and you're very like future oriented and me like I'm present. Whereas I do have my goals, but I try my best to like make sure that we're grounded now so it's like a give take where it's like you, right. if you get too far, I'll pull you in. And if I get too <laughs> complacent, like you'll pull me out. So it's, I mean, and, and it's not always like as easy as talking about it, but I think we both understand like it's okay to be in the moment now, but still have those you know, ambitions moving right. forward. But no, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad that I found you when I did because I just see it on TikTok and I'm just not a big fan, both on the men and women's side of it. When it comes to talking about how shitty a certain gender is or how city like how shitty, you know, certain people are like, I'm just not a I fan just, of it. Well, it the sucks. Thing is, it's like, I, you know, I follow one TikTok girly in particular, and I think that she makes a, a lot of great points. And, you know, she's you know, she talks about how, you know, rich men cheat, broke men cheat, like right. would you rather get cheated on. And it's just like true, sis, like exactly And then it's just like, well, you know, a man should pay for, you know, everything that I'm doing because what I offer him is X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, what he offers me is, you know, financial support Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. And if that's the life that you want for yourself, go find somebody who, you know, has a, who's willing to give you that, but give it to you. Like I've said this before and I'll say it again. Is there somebody out there for everybody? If you're the girl who wants to get taken care of, there's a man out there who will take care of you. Mm -hmm. If you're the girl who wants to go 50, 50 on stuff, there's a man out there who will do that for you, you know, is open to doing that or would prefer that. And that's totally fine. And it's the same thing. Like I talk about like people who choose certain lifestyles, like this is the type of relationship that I want. And instead of, finding a man who is monogamous, you guys want to get with a man who doesn't believe in monogamous relationships and try to make him be in one. And it just doesn't work that way. Or lie. Yeah. Or lie and say like, no, oh, it'll yeah, be okay. Open to that. Like, yeah. And then you're not. And, and so it's, it's on both ends. You really have to find somebody who you're compatible with genuinely. And like I said, I never cared about any of that. Like I've always been the 50, 50 girlfriend and it, I mean, like, you know, my family dynamic, it's just, my dad is the breadwinner. My mom, you know, stayed home a lot with us. Like when we were kids, she worked and she made her own money and she made good money. But my dad took care of most stuff. And my mom took care of a lot of the stuff that had to do with us, like the kids. And so it's just like, I am not opposed to having a partner who wants to take on a little bit more of the financials, you know, burden because most of the child, you know, childcare, sports, all that stuff, like taking care of children that usually falls to the woman. So it's like, if we're talking, you know, later in life and you've already brought this up to me, like when I get this kind of job with this kind of pay, like you don't have to worry about this. Like I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. And it was at that point that I was just like, okay, it's not so much that like, I expect you to do that stuff, but it's good knowing that you have that quality of like, I want to take care of you. That's right, baby. That's what like, to me, like that's more important than you being able to do it right now. Cause like I said, I couldn't take care of us right now. There's no way that I could expect you to take care of us right now. And so it's just like one day I know that it's going to be that way. And like, you're, you're willing to do it. And like, that's all that it is. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but like hearing you say that of like, when I get this job and I make this kind of money, 
like I'm going to take care of the rent. Like you don't have to worry about it. Like just focus on school or, you know, do whatever. Like that meant the world to me to just know that you were open to it. Cause I've had people to be like, I can't wait until you make a lot of money so you can take care of me. So it's just like, what? Like a grown man, like telling me, I don't know. So like hearing you say that was just like really reassuring. Um, But it's not like expected. I don't expect you to take care of me. Like I'm a grown woman. Well, I think that's how no one should expect anything. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just sounds so grown. It sounds so entitled. Like, that's why it's so toxic. But like I said, there are men out there who want to take care of. Right. There are men out there who want to and even the men who are just like i'll never do that like i could see you being like well i even you who's like i think the 50 50 thing is working for us like i and even when we talked about like okay if we were to have children i'm not going to work when the children are young so i don't really want to send like young children to daycare there's so many like horror stories out there that like it really scares me and you were just like okay well like what are you going to do are you going to work like part time? Are you going to be operating your business at that point? Like, what are you going to do? When do you plan on returning to work? What does that look like? Um, and, you know, you were just like, I don't really want to be with somebody who doesn't want to work at all. Yeah. But like you taking care of the kids, like that's not a problem. So I, I feel like you really just have to communicate what it is that you want and what you're looking for, because, you know, I'm not the type of I could never not work like I could never. Yeah not have a job yeah and i think that's why i told you i was like okay that's fine like if you know you really have your success going and making a different like a side income on something like i don't have any issue with that but there comes a point to where it's like okay you know you've taken well, the care you of the kid really think about it even if you're making six figures it's not just about taking care of me anymore we're talking about you're now paying a mortgage paying for both of our cars for right, more money for a kid. Well, more money more problems re- regardless and that's why i said i don't i think as long as you're open and i told you as long as you're open to if that not being something because let's face it everyone and it sucks everyone sends their kids to daycare but if it came down to it to be realistic about it, i'm just saying to be realistic <laughs> about it like if it came down to it where we had to be in that situation then it's like yeah but there are people out there that are so they're just so into that's themselves why we're not having kids like, anytime soon you know what i mean is because it's just like we well, don't want to like, have kids and be in a lie to yourself like that like and it goes down to the whole whole fact of you you live a life and you live a life that you can't live and you you know you portray yourself to be someone that you really can't afford to be and mm-hmm. i learned that yeah you, know, you and i, I learned both that learned a couple, that. like when i moved out here i learned that fast and i was like dang i can't be living like this like we had mm-hmm. that conversation we can't be going out three or four times a week and like there's no way yeah. you know there's no way with what we're trying to accomplish so like i get it we're all human but to expect that out of someone else where it's like no i'm gonna find me a dude or i'm gonna find me a girl that you know is going to listen to everything that i have to say and if i want to stay out with my boys till you know 2 a.m she's gonna have to deal with it uh, it just sounds so gross well the thing is is it's like some things you just don't need to say out loud you know what i mean like if that's genuinely how you feel you really want to be well, with and a girl I don't who know doesn't if it's care like what you're doing or if they truly believe like that's what they believe well, i mean there's a girl out there who's gonna go for that somewhere some well, somewhere the that's there's a girl out there who's gonna go for that but not in this I house. Just, I don't. I don't ever know. Like I feel like I would have a pretty good idea with the people that have conversations that are like, "Oh, this is kind of what I look for in a man," and mm-hmm. they, it's like a three-minute long video. But then there's ones that's like thirty seconds, just kind of being so biased to, well, women, you know, they should just cook and clean, and this is why, and I just don't think that they should be doing this and like going out and doing whatever they want. And you know what? That's totally fine that you feel that way. Because there's good luck a, finding somebody. Well, like there, like you said, there's probably a woman out there that's. Yeah, that was I mean, I'm that sure way. there's That's, one in, you know, every- well, it was like it was like in you people. 
like they're talking about how you know there's a place for everyone mm-hmm. and yes there are still some cultures there are still people who, who believe in the traditional gender roles mm-hmm. that take place in a household and there are lots and lots of studies and it's funny because you know i wrote my essay about this last semester my final essay about like how gender roles play a you know play a role in how happy couples are and it's like you know traditional gender roles where the man does the yard work and yeah. takes out the trash and the woman cooks cleans does everything else with the kids they tend to have like a less problematic marriage but uh, oh and they also tend to have sex more often um however they're more likely to get divorced so are you really that happy you know what i mean like what the yeah. Um, people who share a little bit more of like the responsibilities around the house are more likely to have a successful marriage that lasts. They, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's weird how that works out. Like, I, I don't know, but it, it's just funny. Like it was funny reading the research about that. And it's like, there are people out there who want to be a stay at home wife and take mm-hmm. care of kids. Or a guy that wants to be a stay at home dad. Exactly. There are people it's, out there who, who feel there. that way. And there is somebody out there who is willing to live that life with you. But I feel like you and I, what we want to accomplish in, in our lives is like what I want to accomplish. I don't really even think of like having a job. I'm like, I would own a business. You know what I mean? Like, well, would it make sense for boss. you to want to accomplish what you want and to rely on me to help supplement that goal would be kind of messed up if you think about it, because it's like you want to do all this stuff. But, well, I just kind of want to stay working like here for the next 15 years. And it's like okay, well, you want to start, you know, side business, you want to buy property that I'm sorry, there's no way like I'm not going to, I have goals. I'm going to put, you know, some of my money into my goals. Whereas you work for your goals and you put some of your money to your goals. Like that's where like, I appreciate where you're not. So like in fantasy land where it's like, oh yeah, he's going to help. He's going to throw me two grand, you know, every month and just have a savings for me. It's like, bro, what, When, when did I ever say that? And there are entitled people out there like that where it's like, well, it's our money. And to, to a certain extent, another conversation. And again, like, had, like I felt like some of extent. that comes like there are guys out there who do give their girlfriends uh, an allowance yeah. every month. And I mean, there's shoot, guys who them, are paying honestly. for their girls BBLs. And there's guys who are, you know, like, oh, I left you a little money for to go out, whatever. And it's like four hundred dollars to go to you know, just to get your I'm sorry, <laughs> to get their nails shit. done and their, you know, get, go get some Starbucks and, you know, spend the rest on Target or like whatever. Even if I tried giving you four hundred dollars, you wouldn't take it. That's, that's, the, that's the funny part about it. It's like you wouldn't even take four hundred dollars if I even tried giving it to you. So yeah. that's why it's I don't know. Like communication is huge. And I think that's why. You know, like you said, everything comes down to having the conversation before it actually happens. And same thing with like buying gifts. Like, do you really believe that Valentine's Day is for any other type of people besides people that are in relationships or are married? I believe that Valentine's Day is the February Christmas. That is a capitalistic concept that we've kind of come up with. And it's just. It doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, but don't you think that it gets more complicated for those people that are in the in-between phase of a relationship and not a relationship rather than the people that are actually in a relationship and well, married? I mean, you and I are already like, what are you getting me for Valentine's Day? Like, you already kind of know it's just like you're going to get something for Valentine's Day. But I feel like Valentine's Day was more complicated when we weren't together. That's like, what I'm saying. I get him something. That's why or, like, like, I, I argue that. Valentine's Day is not a complicated holiday because the people that are usually complaining about not getting anything are usually in the in-between phase with somebody. And it's like, that's where the entitlement comes from of, 
well, I should be getting a gift. Like I got him a gift and that's where I'm like, that's not his but problem. That's why though. you have to tell that's someone not his problem. Like, what's like, going on. You got him something because that's how you show your love. Just like I got you leggings the first time we were ever just friends and I did not expect anything from you. I was like, you don't got to give me anything. I just got these because you were you had mentioned you like Gymshark. And so it's like, that's where I don't expect that from you. And I think that's just so messed up. Like it's kind of controlling in a way or manipulative. Well, I think that so many people invest so much like time and thought into like what someone is spending money on them for. Yeah. And I, I mean, I get it. Cause like everything costs money, like shit, time costs money. Like, just, like if you breathe, you owe Excellent. someone money. So it's like, I get it. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have been hurt like when we weren't together if you didn't get me something for Valentine's Day or like if you didn't take yeah. me somewhere or even like now, even now, if Can you're I like, take you hey, somewhere when we're just friends as for Valentine's Day. Um, no, I don't, I don't because, think we did Valentine's Day, huh? No, because we didn't meet until March. So it was past oh, Valentine's right. Day. And then the that's following right. March, I was already your girlfriend. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying like, there's no one that hates Valentine's day more than people that are in the in-between. Yeah. Because single people are just like, boo, Valentine's day. But no one said it's for you. Like just, it's another day. If you think about it, it's another day. It is. But the thing is, it's just like Valentine's day is supposed to be like about love. Like anyone you love, your mom, your dad, your sister, like it doesn't even matter. But I think like people have just made it so focused on, you know, like, I feel more Am pressure. I, a gift? I feel more pressure as a guy than I would assume that a woman would have pressure on. One hundred percent. Because you, you, you know like, what I'm saying. What do men get as a gift for Valentine's Day? Yeah, exactly. Sex. Uh, <laughs> that's the gift. I mean, like if that. That's like, true. If the, that's what I'm that's saying, true. it's like. But it's like you guys have to do balloons and the flowers women, and women the dinner expect and, roses, yeah. the hundred dollar you know bouquet of roses and this and that and a chain and a Tiffany code ring. And then it's like, okay, thank you, honey. I really appreciate it. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe sex. But where's, where's the, where's the half, where's the, where are we meeting halfway on? I would have sex with you, but I'm tired. That's, yeah. See, I'm kind of full right now. So I just, thanks for that really good dinner that you took us to, that was $300. I'm just, slab of ribs, bro. Yeah. I, I don't think, like you said, capitalism and the overall mental well, pressure just to show as a off. guy. I think social media, just like with oh, yeah, anything else, like has, yeah, mm-hmm. it does because it's like you see somebody else who got something and you're like, why oh didn't I get something? And I feel like it's like that for everything. Oh, Christmas, yeah, yeah. everyone posts what they get for Christmas. Yeah, and then you look at what someone else got and you're like, why didn't I get that? But before you even looked at anyone else's stuff, you were happy with what you got. And that's why right. I say like comparison is the thief of joy. And it's just... Well, it was to the point of that. It's like when you got me, you know, my trip for March, like I was really happy, but it, I'm just not trying to be that guy. Like I appreciated it. I really did. But I'm just not trying to be that guy that goes like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend got me this. You know, they're going to see me post yeah. when we actually are there, mm-hmm. you know. So it's almost like people don't flex stuff until probably they have it or they've never had it before. So they flex right. it like and. Do it. Do whatever you feel like. You earned that, whatever that looks like. But back to the social media part, it's so frustrating because, yes, it does play a weird part in people's heads where it's like, 
well, they kind of got this. Like I'll play, I'll even be a victim of it sometimes too, where I'm just like, damn, they have all that stuff and I don't have anything. And then I have this nice ass office. Like you just get out of that mental state for such a short amount of time that you don't even realize it, but it is stressful for a guy like, and I'm glad you're not like, Oh, well, yeah, this is what I want. And it's just, well, it's like you said, money, like it was funny. Cause money. I was telling you like, and then do, our anniversaries just like right around the corner before that. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like, like uh, why did I do that? So no, I'm just kidding. Before. Um, well, it's funny because like I was telling you, like, this is what I want for Valentine's Day. Cause you'll be like, give me ideas for like what you, you want. You just suck like, at giving ideas. That's well, it's that's why I appreciate it. The thing is, is it's like, I don't want anything. And like the things that I do want, it's like, well, I want to go and get this done. Like I want to go get a facial or like I want to go, you know, whatever. Or, you know, I have all this stuff that's coming up. If you want to like put some money on like my account at this place. That would be helpful to me. Like I'm more of like a, I don't want anything because everything I want, like I already get for myself or you already get for me. Yeah. So when it comes to like time to get gifts, it's like, shit, what do I need? Cause like, I don't want anything. Like I need new shoes or like I need a new, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's more like when it comes time to like get gifts, like I'm already so well taken care of by myself, by you that like, I don't want anything. I just, there's stuff that I need. And like, you know, I have all this stuff coming up. So I'm like, oh, you could just give me a gift card for here. Like, that would be really helpful. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't say I was getting that for you. I'm like, okay, well, you said give you ideas. You're like, give me this and then this. No, I said, I, I will know, use I'm this or this. And you were like, that's expensive. And I was like, you don't have to pay for the whole thing. It will just be helpful to me if you like put money towards it. That would be helpful. <laughs> Well, if it's like $700 and you want to put like, you know, yeah. a little hundred bucks there, like that helps me. That's a hundred dollars less. I don't yeah, spend. No, I agree. I agree completely. Cause geez, some of that stuff is like, God, we, we had that conversation where it was like, who spends more or who buys more stuff, whatever it was. I feel like, I feel like we're pretty even. Cause like you'll go buy like $200 shoes and you obviously have a ton of shoes. And like, I don't buy stuff like that for myself. But you don't I buy will. anything for yourself, but That's you will true. go like buy a G worth or fifteen hundred dollars worth of like facials and like stuff to take care of your like face. Well, I am now. Done. Well, I am now because, like I said, like I feel like I definitely like fell off last year and like didn't do a lot yeah. of the things that like I should have been doing to like keep up with my skin and like that's why I'm breaking out and um. I just feel like I cut corners last year with like keeping up with stuff. Like when's the last time I got my lashes done? Mm-hmm. Used to or get like, done. yeah, I used to get them done every week. And it's just like, same thing, like with getting, like, I don't get my nails done, but like going to get pedicures, like on like a schedule and like scheduling, I just don't do stuff like that anymore. I still get my feet done, but it's like mostly like when we're going to go do something mm-hmm. like, I'll be like, oh, I need to get my feet done. Like whatever. Um, Cause I get gel too. So that shit, that shit lasts forever, but no more gel for me. <laughs> Um, LED lights getting gel at the nail salon was uh, proven to uh, cause cancer, ladies. So think wisely. S- save money. Just get regular nail polish. It's crazy. Now that that bringing somebody, do you think that plays? <laughs> do you think that plays a major role in like how us guys perceive women? If a girl's not kept, like up, what is it called? Well, like well, well, well kept. kept, well kept. A hundred percent. Like I think that way more goes into being a well-kept woman than it does being a well-kept man because being a well-kept man, yeah. you go to your barber, 
Yeah. He lines up your eye. He fixes well, your just eyebrows not that up. Much stuff. Yeah. He lines you don't up have your to beard and your mustache, and you get a haircut, and you come out looking like a whole like million bucks. You know uh-huh. what I mean? A girl. How much was it for me to get my balayage? Like three hundred dollars when I got my balayage. So I can't imagine a girl who's bleach blonde and like having to go once every two months to like get her roots touched up. And it's you know a hundred bucks here, two hundred bucks there, and you know like that's why my hair. I don't even dye it anymore. It's it's way too much upkeep. And so it's just like, like I said, oh, I kind of want to go lighter. Like I want to do this. And I think about it and I'm like, damn, like it's expensive. And you know me, like I see that. So I'm like, in theory, it sounds great. But like, then I have to pay for it. And I'm like, I shouldn't be spending this money. (laughs) That's me. Um, Lashes, 110 bucks for a new set. Nails, depending on who does them. 80 bucks to 150 bucks, more depending on how long they are. And if you're getting like, decorations and stuff all over them my pedicure is like 70 dollars after i tip for gel Jeez, and that's like not even on like the expensive like if you do like french tips it's more expensive that's why i just get yeah i literally do the same color now i just do bubble bath i don't even do white toes anymore yeah i don't (laughs) even do white toes anymore um yeah when i get my hair braided and my girl my girl is like she's inexpensive that's why i go to her it's still $220 to get my hair braided. See, that's crazy. Like, guys, I don't think more than 50 bucks for a haircut. So, like, 60 for a tip. Yeah, and that's like, why it's funny that, when it's you like, see those TikToks and the girl's like, it. the guy's like, oh, I'm going to pay for your, like, your, your nails or whatever. Like, here's 50 bucks. And it's like. Oh, shit. That's like a basic ass pedicure. That's not even like gel. That's not the tip. That's not even my nails. Like, that's literally just like to pay for the pedicure and, and like nail polish. See, and. I can't even be mad at like spending money because, you know, like stuff like that, when it comes to physical attributes for a woman, you know, I'm like, that's kind of not what I expect, but that's what is attractive to me. So I'm not even going to sit here and be like, well, don't spend that money. Don't do this. Don't do that. Cause at the end of the day, like that's what attracted me to you was, you know, you always were, were well up kept. You would always go get pedicures. You'd always do whatever you had to do. So I was just like, yeah. That's that's definitely play. It plays a role. It plays a huge role. Well, yeah. And it's just like I told you, like, I want to get back to that point where I don't feel guilty about spending money on myself. So it's just like, I know I don't even want to talk about how much money I spent recently. You don't have to talk about it. More money I have to spend. But <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you can't like put a price on like feeling good about yourself. And I feel like that's, you know, something that I kind of miss is just like being able to go do that, that stuff for myself. and like feel good so yeah yeah now it's it's a crazy time right now for stuff like that and on top of like being in a relationship is expensive in general it's not for the week i will say that it's let's let's take account of the time that we eat out like on average we probably run a bill up to about 75 bucks yeah about 70 75 bucks well not not only that we can eat it's just food is expensive now (laughs) yeah the restaurants we go to you know, when we decide to go out, they're not to just like, oh, let's go to Chili's. Like, yeah, we'll eat Chili's every so often, but we're trying new places and they're, you know, mom and pop restaurants or their restaurants are a little more, I would say, high end. higher, higher yeah. end. So I don't know if I could be with someone that didn't have the accessibility to do stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, well, yeah, there's no way. Like, oh, well, we should just stay in again. Well, and that's the thing is like, that's one perk of like being with somebody who obviously 
has a little bit of money, like neither one of us make an astronomical amount of money, yeah. but I mean, I mean yeah. regardless of like, I didn't want to like put us on blast. So I was thinking we manage money today. fairly well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you? you don't think so? Don't don't speak for me. I don't manage money well. I either don't spend anything. Okay. How many times I have spend... you been late on a credit card payment or your card oh, payment? I'm, ne- I'm never late. But that's on my what bills. I'm saying. That's like I'm talking In about. In terms as of a paying whole. my bills. I'm talking about as a whole. Money management is taking care of the shit that you obviously put yourself in a financial, you know, burden or responsibility for for X amount of years. Yeah. So it's like it's not just about like, oh, you have this much credit or you have or this much debt or this, you know, you don't have this much money it's all it's all together well i feel like i do well like managing my money to pay my bills like i'm you know all of that's always taken care of there's never been a time where i'm like oh like fuck, i can't pay my bill that's and that's what my, i'm talking about well yeah i manage my bill money great but like my spending money i don't even know what happens yeah but it. spending money is like you said it's to be spent whereas <laughs> it gets spent well, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's gonna get spent, so you you spend it. But I'm talking about in general. Your all your check. I would say I'm total, like a seven out of ten, which is good compared Six. to like I don't know. I think we manage our money well with not putting ourselves in situations, thankfully, to where we can't make a payment for something that is transportation yeah. wise that we rely on to use or apartment. Yeah, like, I will say which that. I will say like I'm blessed that we both you know have that responsibility because. That's where I feel like it's a huge, huge issue that could play a part in being in a relationship with someone. Whereas like, oh, well, we could go out and, you know, we could get drinks tonight. Oh, we can go do this. And then, oh, can you, you know, help me out with, you know, yeah. especially if it's 50 50. Yeah. And so. that's why, like I said, I know that there's times where you carry the team a little bit more and there's times where I carry the team a little bit more and like it balances out. And it used to be that like we would get paid on opposite weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's like it just kind of worked out that way. But now we get paid on, you know, same weeks. But I I just feel like 50-50 works for us right now. And if there comes a time where there's like a a different split that works, like 60-40 or, you know, whatever, like either way, then that's just how it's going to work. But I feel like we're doing fairly well with like what we have right now. And like I said, both of us make about the same amount of money. Like neither one of us is making a significant amount of money more than the other person. So it's just like, I don't see why it's fair to put more of a financial burden on you when we make the same amount of money. I don't think it would ever like, I would ever care if you made more money or if I made more money and it was still only 50, 50, like you earned that money. You know, I'm not going to ask like, oh, you make this much money. I feel like regardless, if we know if one of us is in a bind to where we can't get X, Y, and Z paid, yeah. that person's going to help out out right. of the, out of the responsibility of, I decided well, to be in a relationship you, when you were like, oh, when I make X amount of money, like I'm going to pay the rent. And I'm like, dude, no, like you have your own stuff that you need to take care of your own stuff that like you need to work on as an individual. And I would much rather you use that money to like get all your stuff in line, take care of the stuff you need to do. Cause I know that there's stuff that you want to do for yourself. There's like financial goals that you have for yourself. And I would rather you take care of that and like get in a good place to where like you're, I don't know, like you have less bills yeah, and could like very comfortably take on paying 
like all of our rent. And then that would give me the opportunity to like get caught up on what I need to get caught up on. But mm-hmm. like I, that expectation is just not there. And it, again, if you were making like a crazy amount of money, like five times what I'm making, then yeah, I'd be like, okay, like, can you, you know, kind of, oh, yeah, like, you know what I mean? But even if you were to, you know, make a, a little bit more money and you know, you're making $10,000 more than me, that's not that much money. Like no. I, would, I wouldn't be like, Oh, well you need to pay all the rent because you're making what? more than me. No, and that's why I said, like, I don't ever see us getting to the spot to where it's just like, oh, well, you know, because I don't think you'd ever let me just be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be more than 60, 50, 50. Well, I even told you, like, well, if you're going to pay the rent, then I need to have, like, something that's designated for me. Like, I'll pay the electrical bill. I'll pay the Wi-Fi. Like, if you want to take care of the rent, like, you know, you do that. But there will never be a point in time where I don't pay for anything like for yeah. our mutually utilized space. Like, and that's just kind of where everything is right now. I don't, like. there's nothing wrong with doing 50, 50. There's nothing wrong with doing anything other, you know, situation that you want to handle it. But I feel like it's less problematic if you want to go into like chances of having fights, divorce, breakups, whatever, it's less problematic if the, both parties know or however many parties are involved knows that it's 50 50. Yeah. Because you, know, you know that anything that comes into a mutual space to where you're both are using, just cut it in half. Yeah. Like you want to cut the check in half at dinner? It's going to. Well, be, the thing it's is, gonna, like, we don't even do it's stuff gonna, like that. That's what I'm like, but it's going to be shitty for like the that. server to break that up. But it's uh-huh. like both you know that that same amount of money well, is, is coming is like out of your we, bank account. When we first started hanging out, there was only a handful of times like you were like, hey, do you want to go half on like watching the fight? Because it was like 80 bucks or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, I don't even want to watch this fight. But, you know, like I'm we're hanging out, whatever. And I would send you half the money. And like that only went on for like two months. Like at some point when we started hanging out like really consistently, we weren't splitting shit and like keeping tabs on like who's yeah. paying for what. Like you paid for dinner. I paid like to fill up your gas tank. Like we, we were going buy, somewhere. We would buy literally s- separate groceries. Like we'd have two carts of groceries going. Yeah. Like, your groceries and my groceries. Well, we still had two places. So then it's yeah. like when we started being at one place more than the other. Like I was always at your house. So we would just buy groceries for your house. I would never have food in my house because I was never there. Mm-hmm. So it's just like then when we moved in, we moved in together. It was like I would buy groceries on the week that I would get paid. You would buy them on the week that you got paid. And because we were on alternating weeks and it just worked out like I didn't have to worry about like, like shit, I have to buy groceries this week. Like, Or even if it wasn't our week to buy them, like there's been weeks where I'm like, dude, I had like something extra come up. Like, can you buy groceries this week? So I still have to like put money in a savings. I still have to make my car payment, like whatever. And like you just do it and I do it. Yeah. I just, I'm glad that we have like the flexibility that we have to like do that for each other. Yeah. But I just, like I said, there's times where I carry the team and I have way more money left over at the end of the month than you do. And there's been months where you have way more money left over than I do. And it just, it plays a part. Yeah. It balances out definitely. And that's why, you know, it can be beneficial to have somebody that you trust, regardless of his relationship or friendship or whatever it looks like to be with someone and live with someone to where you know that you can be a little bit flexible with not saying you have to put yourself in that situation, but knowing that someone can take care of you. And I mean, granted, I appreciate my parents because there's been times where they've helped me out with stuff, you know, like 
And that's why like grandparents help me out with college. And that's why I'm not in a position to where I have to really like think about my college debt or anything like that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it does help when one of us comes from something like that because it allows other things to play a part or like other opportunities to happen. Well, yeah. And I mean, at this point, like when your parents help you, it's helping both of us. Cause it's like, you know, if your parents like give you a little spending money or like whatever, you know, for your birthday or like when we yeah. visit or like something like that. And I mean, you always put it back into the house. Like you never spend it on yourself. You're like, Oh, I'm going to use it to, you know, buy the shelf that you wanted for the bathroom or I'm going to use How it. How does that to- make you feel? Well, happy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't care if you spent it on yourself. Like it's your money. Like I hate yeah. when your mom hands me money. She's like, give this to my son. And I'm like, <laughs> or she's like, here, this is for you guys. And I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> I feel bad. Like even that one time when like your dad paid us cause we worked like his yeah. event. He's like, here, Olame, this is for you. And I'm like, <laughs> no, take it back. Like I feel guilty when your parents give me stuff. Like I feel guilty when your parents like buy us food. Like, they never make us pay for anything. And it's still like sometimes a little awkward. Like I still reach for my wallet. Yeah. And Julie will like shoot me a look like <laughs> or like I paid for lunch. And when she took me to go pick it up at yeah. the bakery and she's like, oh, just add it to her like order. I'm going to pay for everything. She's like, um, she already paid for it. And she like looked at me like, oh, May, why did you pay? For-? And I'm like, I bought it online. Like I had to pay for it. And so she's like, oh. I'll just pay for mine then. And I'm just like, Oh, Julie. Yeah. It, it still makes me feel like not uncomfortable, but it's just like awkward. Cause like, if I go out to eat with my parents, like you're grown, like you got your own tab. Like that's how my parents are. So it's just like, I just assume that like, I'm going to pay for my own stuff. So it's, it's just like a completely different dynamic. And like, I appreciate your parents for all of the help that like they've given both of us. Cause yeah. it's made both of our lives so much easier. Like the amount of help that we had, just like getting our place together with them coming down and helping us move. And you know, your whole family your your Dias, your grandma, like everybody like giving us gifts for the house, like housewarming <laughs> and everything. Right. Like most of our Amazon cart, like we didn't buy ourselves. Heck like no. your family bought everything like on that list. And so it's just like, Having that help, like it's still very new to me because like I said, like I don't I don't get like that that help like that. So um I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's set you up for success and it set us up for success, but it's definitely something I've had to get used to. Well, I don't think I'll ever be used to it, but like Yeah, like become more accustomed to Well, I don't want to grow accustomed to it where it's like I I'm just like, oh, they're going to pay for it. You no, know but I it's mean? not but like always about money, like just the support in general. 100%. Like it's always like regardless of if we decide, like when we decide to move into a next place, they're probably in some form or shape going to help with something, whether yeah. it's whether it's them just coming up and like hanging out with us or like helping us move stuff or getting a truck like they did last time and helping mm-hmm. us bring stuff over or coming up a couple weeks after and just, you know, finishing off some stuff or drilling stuff in that we need Shout that my David. dad's about to do. <laughs> so it's like th- there's different forms of it. But yeah, I mean, it it's definitely appreciative of them. Like they are great people and my whole family, like they're just very amazing. So it is it is nice to have that. And that's why I've come to ask you the final question. Do you feel like when you date or marry you, do you date or marry the family as well? Yes. Or do you? Yes. Why? Uh, well, obviously I've been married. So how many like times? Six. I'm just kidding. <laughs> why do you say how many times? I thought you were going to say it. What? <laughs> what are you talking? I just asked a question. 
I don't understand the question. How many times? We're not married. Don't listen to him. I didn't say we're married. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying then. Cause you're like, how many times have you been married? Oh, I thought you were going to say it. Like say what? <laughs> say twice. We're not married. I didn't say we were married. I've only been married once. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Um, I'm not going to be the person who talks badly about anything that happened in my previous relationship, but, um, their family did not like me at all. Um, I never even got a chance, not even close. So, um, meeting your family before we had ever even started dating, like the first time I met them, like we were at a bar, which was hilarious. Um, your mom being in a bar. Um, <laughs> Literally. I didn't know that at the time. So you were just like, my mom never comes out to places like this. And like, yeah. it was funny because um, I also met like your Theo that night mm-hmm. and his wife. So it was just like, I got introduced to a few members of your family. Like right off and, the bat. Yeah. We'd only been hanging out for, well, I'd known you since March and it was June at July. Jill, no, it was June 16th. It was father's day. Um, So like you took me to meet your family, like for father's day, you're supposed I didn't to take out, you dude. to meet my family. I, we both agreed to go to Tucson because you had a best friend that lived there. Yes, and I was like, let's but your parents down. were in town and oh, you yeah, they wanted to, to meet see you. them. And you said you had brought a friend down and they were like, who? And they thought it was a guy. And yeah. you said I was a girl. Well, you so, are a girl. Yeah. You were like, no, it's a girl. And they were like, oh, can we meet her? And you came back to the hotel and you were like, hey, my parents want to meet you. And I was like, oh, okay. So, yes, you took me to meet your parents. Yes, but not like willingly. Not in Tucson. It was willingly because you could have been like, no, I don't want you to meet her. Well, anyway. So, like, your your family was really, like, welcoming. And I I think that, like, my previous, like, in-laws kind of left, like, a sour taste in my mouth for sure. And it made me really nervous. Like, especially as someone who usually, like, dates, like, interracially. Like, no matter what, I will always date interracially because I'm multiracial. So, it's like matter who I date, it would be like dating not necessarily outside of my race, but just dating someone who's not the exact race as me. So I'm mixed. But um I just think that like I was very nervous to meet your family because like I didn't know what they were gonna think about me. And like you were like my mom is used to be really weird about like my ex's tattoos. And like obviously I have a ton of tattoos. So I was just <laughs> like fuck. And then I would like I made sure like my piercing was like tucked away and was like they didn't ask me questions or anything like oh like why do you have that like i didn't know what i was walking into but like your your family was really really nice uh scotty was drunk so like he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like i don't even remember what he was talking about he was trying to get us to go dance oh, or yeah. something like mm-hmm. something like that and then your dad was asking me like if i know how to dance and um i got thrown under the bus and they were like so you were married before huh like and all this like you don't remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, remember they that. were asking about my Dang, the first yeah, time. The first time I met them, and so I think you told them that's why because they like brought it up and they tell you guys whatever. <laughs> um, but they, like they brought it up and it was just like such an awkward. Call. I was like, yeah, I was married, <laughs> and they were just Sheesh. yeah. So um, it was just really interesting meeting them like when we weren't actually like because at that point we really were not like a thing. Like, yeah, we hung out with each other. No, we were we were just chilling yeah we're just chilling inside i mean yeah we pretty much were because i mean the whole reason we started hanging out was because i was like hey like i don't have any friends like do you want to hang out she used me to go out that's true well you didn't have any friends either and you agreed (laughs) tons tons okay Um, that night but then you know like them being really welcoming and like inviting me down for your dad's like um 
I keep wanting to say graduation, retirement. Yeah, retirement party. And then uh, like meeting your grandparents, both grandparents. And so it was like both sets of grandparents. And I don't know, like they've just always been really welcoming going on like uh, a trip last Christmas with like uh, your Thea and oh, to Dallas yeah, to Dallas and then getting to meet um, and my grandma coming up. Christy, it was Christy, right? Christy, who came up my to Thea, Christy, my grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with your grandma. Go to the Diamondbacks game. Yeah, and going to do that. And then um, it was Gracie that went to um, Dallas. And um, I don't know, like this past holiday, like getting to spend the holiday, mm-hmm. like a full holiday season with them because we went for Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Um, so I don't know, like your family's just always been really inclusive. And I feel like that's being able to be part of like a big family like that where everyone gets along, like everyone's wife like from outside the family that they married gets along all like the husbands get along and so it's really cool because like my family is very small like it's literally just my immediate family like everyone lives far away no one really talks to each other um i don't know like that's just how it's always been it's always just been us and then like i have one aunt that like comes around and Mm -hmm. then like my uncle who just passed away so i don't know it's just very different for me and then obviously being in other relationships where it was like I was accepted as part of the family, but only because it was easy for them to ignore certain things about me. Like, I don't want to get too far into that, but no. um, it was just really nice to be accepted by your family and like have them be so welcoming of me and, you know, always being really welcoming of me. And I do think that like when you when you are choosing a partner it is important to pick someone whose family like you fit into, because like, that's like a huge reason why people end up not working out. It's Cause it's like the family doesn't like them or they don't like the family and it just doesn't integrate well. And I feel like, especially for someone like you who is very family oriented, like I feel like if I didn't get along with your family, we would not have worked out. Nope. You wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be friends. <laughs> nice to meet Good you. Game. Good game. <laughs> Um, no, but it's really cool. Like being able to go and like spend the holidays with your family and like have your family come up and, you know, like visit us and like move us into our new house. And like, whenever your family calls, like, Oh, where's all of me? Yeah. You're like, you're, uh, your Thea's on your mom's side and just be like, Oh, all me. Like, how's she doing? What's she doing with work? And like, I've never had that before. So it's just really nice. I know they're, they're great people. How do you feel about my family? (laughs) Sheesh. Well, I met them for the first time. I met them for the first time in when did we go? October. October. Sheesh. That was a crazy trip. Honestly, going to San Francisco like last minute, that was so much fun. But at the same time, like it was just it was nice to get to meet them when we did, because I feel like any earlier than that would have been a little bit more awkward and probably, I don't know, just giving off wrong impressions that were probably needed to be given off on their end or my end. So it was cool to to see what it was like to be in San Francisco. And then obviously to meet uh, a family that, like you said, you obviously are mixed. So I've never had a girlfriend that, you know, had multiple cultures or came from a background of like such diverse, you know, a cus- or d- diverse custom that I wasn't usually a part of. So being able to like go and hang out with them and have, I think they, what was it like Thanksgiving dinner that you guys called it? Well, yeah, it's because I mean, cause you guys didn't have like, a, we, no one, it was the first time everyone was around. So yeah. well, it, was, it was for my uncle's funeral. Actually, I think it was late October, early November. It might've been early November actually, 
but we had Thanksgiving um, dinner early. Yeah, because everyone um, was in town. Everyone was in town. Your uncle had passed away. Yeah. So it was, I mean, there's so many mixed emotions and like they hadn't seen you in forever. They have never met me and they've been wanting to meet me. And well, and it was like my first them. time meeting my sister's kids. Yeah, like it was your babies. first time meeting this, your sister's kids. It was just everyone was going to be in the same house. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really like about me, which I'm kind of glad it wasn't like I'm glad that. You know, well, you like guys hadn't seen so many. Other yeah, you guys things. hadn't seen each other and like it, it just made everything a lot less awkward. So I will say that it was nice to be able to meet your family because I really feel like that was the part that was missing where I didn't really know where I stood with them. Right. I've always known how to like mesh with families or mesh with families that weren't like my family. And I don't think I've ever been, you know, in a relationship to where I've expected the family to be exactly like mine. Yeah. Because I've always known like my family is very different and they call themselves dysfunctional. We call ourselves dif- dysfunctional family. But in a term of like. I feel like compared to mine, you have a traditional family. Well, like, I would even say traditional is I don't even know if traditional is even the right word or even a word to use when it comes to families. Because well, I just mean that because it's like your parents are still together. Like they're still married. Right. They got married. I'm just talking they- about like what we do on the side of that, because all of my friends that are Mexican that have parents that they're obviously still together on they still didn't have like this gel that my family had like on sundays we would all spend the day together we wouldn't really be allowed yeah. to like you know go but see I our think, friends like in my church, head like when like, your mom's just like oh we have a dysfunctional family in my head i'm thinking like like my family's dysfunctional. right well like, it's almost there's almost like a negative connotation behind mm-hmm. it like that's kind of like there's a past there's like you know multiple people that come in and out like based off of because you know, or, there's but multiple, that's what I'm saying is like, like when I feel like dysfunct, like when I hear dysfunctional, I think of my family because it's like I have a blended family. Yeah. Like my mom has children mm-hmm. with someone else. My dad has children with someone else. And then there's, you know, me and my little sister who are my parents kids. Yeah. And then it's like my nephews from both my sisters have different dads. And so it's just like also most of me and my siblings don't talk to each other for the most part. Like we don't communicate often, if at all. Um, and then it's just, like I said, we don't really communicate outside of that bubble. Like my well, sisters no, and, and my then you parents. guys don't like, obviously you, you have not, you don't all go and visit very often. It's like you mm-hmm. have all oh, your families. Yeah. Like you guys are all spread out. And then obviously you're here in Arizona. So there's just so many different things that like your family, your family had that my family didn't have and vice well, versa. It's like your family is still all relatively close to each other. Like, well, I mean, and there's only two of us. There's only me and Alyssa. So like, well, I'm talking about your extended family too. Like, Oh like, yeah. You'll probably never meet my extended family. I barely even know them. So it's like the fact that, you know, like your aunt, you're like your tios mm-hmm. and your tios and like, your grandparents, like I don't even have grandparents. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like you still have your grandparents. You have like all of your aunts and uncles and like the cousins and you guys all know each other. And like you could at least point them out in a crowd. Like I couldn't point out most of my cousins. Like I don't even yeah. know what they look like. So it's just very different. Like, yeah, I, I will say, though, it was you know, I'm glad that they took me in. That's one thing that I really appreciate about them because I didn't know how. They were going to react to me. I know that you had been in a relationship in a marriage that just wasn't really fair to you. And, you know, obviously there's two sides to every story. But like I said, I chose to be with you. And obviously, you know, you mentioned that you didn't do everything in your power to be, you know, perfect partner, or not even perfect, just add to being a good partner. And I believe that just like I told you, there's some stuff in my relationship that I didn't really do up to par and I could have done a lot better. But I think that's something that was I felt kind of like scary because I don't felt like I I felt like I didn't have a fair chance. So I didn't want your parents to kind of look at me 
and see what they had saw in obviously your previous time. So it was more of like, okay, how am I going to approach this? Like, do, well, I don't want to be too much. I don't want to like, do too little. Like, I want to make sure that they know, like, I want to be, a, you know, want to at least be given a chance. I want to get to know your dad, your mom, whatever that looks like. And for the most part, they did. Like, they were really nice to me. Your dad talked to me, your mom, your sisters all talked to me. Like, I love, you know, your little nephew and niece and your other nephew. And it was just nice to be able to, you know, fill in that gap. Yeah. And I don't feel like that was ever, like, on my list of, like, I don't know when this is going to happen. I just know I got to be patient, which kind of yeah. sucked, you know, but I, I was really happy that I got to go with you. And regardless if it was only for a couple of days or for whatever, you know, the scenario or the situation was like we made the most of it. So. Yeah. And like, I'm glad that you had had the opportunity to like, obviously, like we've known each other for a really long time at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I had to think about it. <laughs> it feels like it's been longer than it like actually has been. But um, getting to like talk to my you know, my mom on the phone, FaceTime, like my sisters and stuff like that. So I feel like you kind of were like, okay, I'm comfortable with your mom at this point. Or like, I'm comfortable with your sister. Um, so having that at least like made you feel a little bit more comfortable. And then, like you said, like when we went, it wasn't about you or me really, it was about, you know, having everyone together, uh-huh. and, you know, the funeral. So it was just a little bit different and we were really tired anyway. So I feel like for the most part, we were just kind of like chilling in the living room and yeah but But, i think there was it was just refreshing for you like you said you missed being home like you wanted to go back and visit and go see you know your family your puppies like you there's just a lot of stuff that you wanted to say that you did before it got too late yeah and that's something that i always told you like i would support you in because you know i do feel like family is important i always feel like there is an opportunity for people to to change regardless of what that looks like but i think you know right now with where everything was at it was a perfect time to go and yeah. I'm just glad that we were able to go and get back yeah. and, you know, get everything else done that was <laughs> going on at that time. So. Yeah. Cause we'd been, we just did so much traveling. It was like, you had just gotten back from a work trip. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten back from a work trip. I got back. I, yeah. we had moved in and then right as we moved in and got almost everything settled. Um, no, we no, left. not even. Well, the thing I, is, is I like left, you left and then I after came we back moved and, in and I was here by myself, like the week that we moved in. And then two weeks later, I went to St. Louis for work. And then we went to California. Or did I go to St. Louis after? We went to St. Louis. I, this is how I went. I went on my work week-long work trip after we had gotten the keys. You moved yeah. some stuff in here. And the day I got back, we moved everything else in mm-hmm. here. Because your parents came. And then they left on that Sunday. We flew out that Monday. And that's where... We had left. And then you that next week, you had went, went to out St. to Louis. St. Louis. Okay. So it was just a lot going on. Yeah. But I think because the first month we were here, we weren't actually here. Like, no, you were out of town. I was out of town. Mm -hmm. And then we both were out of town. And then it was it was the holidays. So Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. And then we were out of town again. Uh (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said, like, we've been in this new place since October, but it really hasn't felt like we've been in here since maybe the first week of January. Like we were traveling pretty much from October all the way up to January. January, And then I would say this is like our first official like a couple months with being able to settle in get into a routine like there's still so much stuff little stuff that we need to get that we still don't have and we're already i think four or five months in to our lease so it's like i'm appreciative of it and like i said i think there's a lot of pros that we've gotten out of this like we'll do our routine like tonight we'll do our routine sunday bath like you know taking baths and just being able to enjoy that kind of time or like be able to actually do laundry and not have it take up the whole house and get it done on a certain amount of time, meal prep and not have dishes everywhere. Like all that stuff plays a big factor. So I'm very appreciative.
appreciative of our house. Me too. It's a home. Yes, I love our I love our new place. What would you like to tell the people and sign off with? Um what's one relationship thing that you've learned? There really is someone for everyone. And I feel like it's funny because like I was just asking uh, one of my coworkers earlier, like like if they're dating and they're like, yeah, but like I'm at a point where it's like I'm I'm looking for something specific, like I'm trying to settle down. And it's just I was telling them, it's like, well, like there's somebody out there for everyone. And there's somebody out there for like everyone, like at different parts in your life. Like there was a point in time where like I thought somebody like was someone that I was going to be with forever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that kind of didn't work out. And then I met you. The best. Yeah. I would say mine would be. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about. Which one should I say? Same both. Same both. Okay. The first one that I would say is I've learned how to be with someone that's similar in liking their own independence. Like that was very different for me because I came from a place to where it was almost like a necessity to always be doing something with that person every second of the day. Yeah. I had to put my foot down on that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was more of like a conversation because I think we both kind of got comfortable at a certain time, but it was just weird for me because I felt like I couldn't be by myself. That's yeah. what I, that's what in terms of like I mean, like I felt like if I was alone for too long, that you would think that I was doing something wrong or that I wasn't trying to be around you or whatever whatever the case would be. So. Just kind of basing my projections off of that and, you know, learning like, oh, wow, you actually like to be alone. Like you do like to have your own alone time. And when I found that out, I was like, okay, cool. Like how can we kind of like be on the same boat with that? And then the second thing I would say is you never really, I would say you never really master of like being in a relationship. Like regardless if you've only dated, you know, had two relationships or if you had 10 relationships, like. I always saw it as, you know, the less relationships you're in. And if you're in relationships that are, you know, a couple of years, few years that you kind of have more of an edge of being, you know, a good boyfriend or someone like that. Whereas like, I don't know everything. I didn't act like I knew everything, but I felt like, you know, I was in a better place than someone that was dating for 10 or 15 times. But you learn about the person, you know, it's about the person. It's not really about the relationship. It's about who you're with. And I think when that kind of took place and I actually saw that I was able to recognize, like, it's not about this relationship. It's about you and me and how I make you feel and how I take your emotions and feelings into consideration. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I could buy you anything you want. I could take you anywhere you want to go, but that's not how you want to be loved. And I understand that. And that's why it's like very important that I communicate as much as I can to you. Because I think that's where we've both gotten a little bit better about is just talking about how we feel towards each other. Yeah. And I feel like that's hard because like when you're in a relationship, like the relationships that you and I have been in where you kind of get accustomed to not being able to talk about how you feel or even just like if you were raised a certain way where you didn't really get to talk about how you felt in certain situations, it can be hard to communicate with your partner. And I feel like that's still something that I'm working on. Um, but like I do try to like tell you how I feel about things and I'm I can only hope that you know that will lead us to a more successful relationship. 
Oh, it will. It will. I'll train you. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you so much. I love you too. Bye, guys. Touch it. Press pause. It's 3D.